0: Welcome to episode 40 of Hearty oh, Dice Friends.
1: The big 4-0.
0: The big 4-0. Chris, I don't know whether this is episode 40, I guessed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you want to check that? I'm going to check real quick. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 39 of Hearty Dice Friends.
1: Because
0: <laughs> 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 we missed an episode last week. Mm. Well, to Episode Thirty Nine. I think this 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 um, continual striptease is only going to make Episode Forty more exciting, more
1: glamorous,
0: more glamorous and exotic. As we finally throw off our fortieth item of clothing and reveal the true form of our podcast, which is which just is... all orc dicks all the time.
1: <laughs> Nothing but dicks.
0: I figure I figure that we could probably like. I've been reading business books about Synergy and the like. Okay. Now, I'm sure there's maybe a couple of podcasts already about this, but what if we just did reviews of Bad Dragon sex toys?
1: I think that's already a very cornered market. Mm,
0: but... But also,
1: we'd have to buy them.
0: And Well, we get them for free, that's the thing. Interesting. What we do is we have... we. It's not a huge pivot, because we're already talking about fantasy dicks a lot...
1: Would we have to stat and cloakers?
0: Oh my days! Well, I mean, would can we? Is what I want. Is there a stat? What large stat enough? Just
1: for some terrifying overpositor.
0: The overpositors are a weird niche fetish for me. <laughs> that's that's an odd aw- like like when you
1: say that like that's not just common sense. No, that's put,
0: well like like have you seen the overpositor sex toy?
1: I have, yes. Yeah, and that's like, why it, I mentioned and, like,
0: it. It puts out jelly eggs. Which I think is kind of fun.
1: I mean it's a good sexy. good for a Halloween costume.
0: <laughs> I think I think that makes its own Halloween costume if you wear it with normal clothes. <laughs> what is truly terrifying? I'm
1: a, I'm a face hugger and these are jello shots. <laughs> so,
0: what are you? Oh, I'm just a perfectly normal human man. And then you cough and the other flops out from an area roughly around your belly button from an unbuttoned <laughs> shirt. Oh god, no! I'm sorry. Oh god, and then and then you start like squeezing the eggs out of it. Oh god, it's happening again! Everyone, get away! They're going to hatch.
1: No, you just just just, you got to cram it back in so it doesn't. Oh god, no! You saw nothing. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then Um, later on, they see. I'm a wizard. Later on, they see you crouched over the punch bowl,
0: (laughs) squatting (laughs) over the. (laughs) I think
1: (laughs) I'm very sorry, everyone.
0: I think, actually, I think, like, I'm saying combine it with normal clothes. Combine that with any other Halloween costume and it makes it terrifying. Yeah. Like Gandalf, but with an ovipositor. Where's (laughs) Wally, but with an ovipositor.
1: (laughs) Where's Wally? Sexy nurse, but with an ovipositor. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) I don't know where I'd put the ovipositor at there. I'd probably put it under the skirt.
1: It'd have to be. There's not a lot of room on a sexy and sexy nurse cap you, costume. You've,
0: you've got the hat for a nice reveal, but I think it's kind of one and done. That's kind of like yeah. a um, like a peanut can full of snakes situation, <laughs> <laughs>
1: which is still funny.
0: Yeah, um, I I just think it's not a huge pivot for us to talk about fantasy cocks, but I think it might not be a great review show, seeing as I don't think you want to put them up. You,
1: I don't know.
0: I'd probably have a bash, but I don't think I want to do it for a living.
1: No, maybe we can just get sponsored by. Mm. Sponsored you... by actual dragon dicks.
0: Do you like? Do you like cocks? Want to take it to the next level? Why not talk to our sponsor, Bad Dragon? <laughs> do you often think? Right, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going. Like, I'm, let's just do Let's do a quick promo now, and we can pretend like <laughs> we're actually sponsored, and then it, can, it can act as like an like an audition. Board of normal dicks. Bored of human dicks? Why not try dragon dicks? Our friends at Bad Dragon will send you... Well, I think it's maybe a misnomer, because these are good dragon dicks. Which they'll send you. You can pop them in your orifices, or just look at them.
1: <laughs> just have them on the mantelpiece. Just
0: have of them. Some of these things are really beautiful.
1: They're, they're, they're objets d'art. Chris, you seem unenthused. I, I'm i not unenthused with the money the bad dragon would pay us precisely so
0: you, baby you just need to you need to just fake it till you make it okay you just need
1: to get on the dick train
0: you need to ride that dick train to moneyville
1: <laughs> toot toot I don't I just don't have a lot of faith in their product because they terrify me
0: yeah also like I don't think dragons really have dirks like, it's all cloakers down there so they sort of bump the cloakers against each other
1: yeah I don't know how it works it's all eggs in that yeah I guess
0: but I mean orcs definitely have dirks right
1: Yes, orcs do have They're penises. They've probably got really nice dicks. Anyway, let's move Not on to all the of question. Them, sorry? Not all of them, obviously. Some of no. them don't have penises.
0: Yeah, sorry. Well, male or, okay, or, or... Dick having orcs have... Anyway, let's move on. Let's ask some questions. <laughs> all right. Because people have come to us for two things. Orc cocks and GM advice. Or playing adv- role-playing advice. And we've already more than delivered on the first one.
1: Yeah. So hit me with a question.
0: Okay, right, so I've got questions from Reddit this episode. Mm. What, uh, sorry, this, this was sent in by Nlithral. Uh, oh, we've, I think we've had a, a question from Nlithral before on the podcast. I think we have. Um, Returning guest. N. Lithral. Who asks, what is a game whose flavour you're a love, but whose mechanics
1: you hate? I think this, I mean, this might be the place that Shadowrun fits.
0: Why do you love Shadowrun's flavour?
1: I don't love Shadow and Slaver.
0: No, you're supposed to, aren't you?
1: You're supposed to it's love. It's fucking Shadow daft. And
0: Slaver. Oh, I'm a big troll. Oh, I got a big gun. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you're
1: so angry. Just so much fury. Cyberpunk exists. It's mm.
0: good. Well, mm. okay, maybe it's not good. But it, I really like. I really like how commercialized Cyberpunk is. I like. I like how like they've got the, they lean into the whole you want bulletproof briefcases and armoured suits style of thing. Yeah, I—I I mean, I don't know why. I mean, when when Cyberpunk twenty thirty X exists, I don't know why you'd play any any other game.
1: Ever. I, think I mean, it's just—it's just the epitome of role playing.
0: I think the fact that it has that every single piece of art is a picture of an action doll or sorry, an action man or Barbie, um, with a green filter over it, and the bibliography is a load of Amazon long links <laughs> which you have to type in by hand.
1: <laughs> Perfect is perfect
0: uh, what setting do I like so I really like Hunter the Vigil I think Hunter the Vigil has a cracking setting yep um, I think that it's a it's a brilliant uh, actually sorry I'm, I'm asking you this question sorry So. no no um, no you can, you carry on I'm sorry no 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 um, Hunter is a cracking setting it has a really cool idea because it had all like we had all these supernatural um, character books come out for uh, World of Darkness and you play the supernaturals and then Hunter's like nope not anymore. And you saddle up and you go and kill monsters. And the fact that you're killing that all the monsters you're killing were once human is yeah. hugely difficult and fun. And I think that's a really interesting thing to explore. Um but the setting the system just doesn't quite handle it. It comes close, but it's a game about it's a game about mortal combat. Uh by which I mean mortals having combat, not with a K. And yeah. um It's like the way that you win World of Darkness combats is roll more dice than the other guy. Like, it's not hugely exciting, so yeah. it just doesn't quite deliver for me. I'd love it, to have a game which did it a bit more, either more crunchily or less crunchily.
1: It's 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 the World of Darkness games that kind of soured me to the dice pool type systems. Mm. Um, sorry, just because, sorry, I keep writing them. No, no, it's it's fine. Like like I love Spires. That's fine, mm. um, but. Again, you you were saying roll more dice than your opponent. Yeah. It's when you get huge quantities of dice.
0: <laughs> like and exalted.
1: Yeah, like exalted, stuff like that, where you're rolling ten D ten. And I like, I don't
0: Like ten D ten not as an unusual occurrence either. Yeah. For damage.
1: And that's just awkward to like when you drop them on the table that one of them's mm. gonna disappear.
0: Yeah. It's just—it's too had much had to extra dice when, you, when, when we played Dragon Blooded Exalted. I remember. Yeah, and for Scion,
1: Fuck ridiculous.
0: I mean. Are the setting for Scion's pretty good, but the, but the rules suck. Yep,
1: yeah. Numenara.
0: I quite like the rules of Numenara.
1: I don't. I'm not a huge fan of things like Edge. And I'll,
0: I'll be honest with you, I never quite got them. They never quite. Mm. I never quite sort of grokked, and they never sang with me. I read the Thirteenth Age rules, and I was like, "Oh yeah, these work. I understand. I'm going to run three campaigns of this forever." Yeah. And that really went in like D and D Fifth Ed, and just turning around looking at my shelf. Um, even Paranoia XP, I got it. I knew what was going on with it. Yeah. But but like Numenera just never quite connected for me.
1: But the the the, the sci fantasy yeah world they've put forward is wonderful.
0: I really like the um. Well, mechanically, but also it's kind of it's mechanical and its setting uh, is the idea of most magic items are one use or limited use, and you can only carry four of them. Yeah, so you're encouraged to burn through magical items, and you have that that kind of exposure. That's a really fun style of play, rather than just having a backpack full of shit you never use.
1: Yeah, yeah, and especially when you know D and D invents special backpacks to give you more space <laughs> for shit you never use.
0: Oh, dark heresy.
1: Uh, Yeah, dark heresy. Dark
0: heresy. I think that's the epitome. I love the 40k setting. It's so silly. I think. I think if if I went back to it, because I I ran it, I ran it fairly straight, except that players, you know, did daft things because they were players. That's how it works. But I'd love to run it camp. Yeah, and like I, I think I should like to run not dark heresy, but um, what's the space marine one? Death watch. Yeah. Death watch, but Death watch X Flash Gordon. That would be so. just playing Space Marines!
1: <laughs> From space!
0: And then maybe playing, maybe playing a Black Crusade game where you're all Chaos Space Marines, twirling your
1: moustaches. This is good, but could we do it in a more evil fashion?
0: How evil can we make this? And just really up the camp, and like, I mean, there's no way I'd run it in Dark Heresy. I, I think like the setting's fun. They like, they did, they, they did, they did a good job of modelling the 40k universe, but they didn't make a. I didn't, I don't really think they did, they did a very good job of letting you tell telling you, to letting you tell stories interestingly in that world. Yeah, they've got lots of rules for guns, but very few rules for being heretic. You know.
1: Yeah, I think actually another game that. I like the settings of, but not the rules of mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, really? Like,
0: I've, I've I, got I've got a lot of arguments against that. But please talk.
1: I don't mind the rules of Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, they're basically fifth, fine. Fifth. Y- yeah, like, honestly, all of them. Okay, yeah, fair. of their time, they were yeah. all basically fine. Yes, but they—it's like bread.
0: Yes, that's fair. You, can't you know just there's have nothing bread.
1: You can't just have bread. You need something else or you'll die. Yes. Um and settings like Eberron? Mm. Um maybe not Dragonlance because that's not my cup of tea, but no. Ravenloft. Um, all their all their Dark setting Sons. books. Dark Sun Al-Kadim. Yeah. Um all really interesting but bolted right onto those D&D rules. And
0: the, and you fall and you fall back into the same wizard Rogue cleric warrior, full like full character yeah, thing, 100%. And, you, and you combat is the most important thing in the game because the entire game is geared around combat, and 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 and, and so it, it can get quite. So I, I I feel that I, I agree with that. I think also yeah, like did... uh, when you say D D, the thing which I got is there is no D and D setting, which is the fascinating thing about it, is that it's so like there is there is no setting in D D aside from the fact that it's fantasy, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I mean the the settings yeah. for Dungeons & Dragons.
0: A settinged Dungeons & Dragons game. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, then. No, you're going to ask me a question. Ask me a bloody I... question.
1: All right, this actually flows quite nicely. Nice, no, okay. Okay. Owen asks, what are the genres of RPG that aren't just setting? Hmm.
0: We actually managed to boil down all the genres of RPG that are just setting. Yes. Fantasy, sci-fi, horror. And horror and you you've also got cyberpunk and post-apocalyptic which is sci-fi.
1: Yeah. And then you can go sci-fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy horror. Yeah.
0: Those those are the those are the three kinds of role-playing games you're allowed to write. And yep. I guess like thankfully like we're looking, like we're looking so like there are, there are more coming out like um like uh, Bluebeard's Bride for example. Is, yeah. Like oh, fuck that's horror. Mhm. Um, Down the man, save the music. I haven't heard that one. It's a game about it's like it's like a uh, battle of the bands style, um, high fidelity style, read like slice of life, slice right. of life. There you go. There's a there's a third. There's a fourth genre.
1: Yeah, but that's that's only very much upcoming.
0: Yes. Anyway, point is that's the opposite of the question that Owen asked. Yes. So. I think we can look back into some game theory for that, and not like game theory as in analyzing people's behavior as though it's a game, like role playing game theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we look into so there's um, story games. I really don't like the divide between story games and role playing sort and like um, traditional games. Yeah, because every game's telling a story, and like if if you think your game isn't telling a story, that's the fucking story you're telling. Anyway, it's a bit, it's a bit like not taking a political stance. Yes. That in itself is taking a really big political stance. So, well I think everything's fine. Um the You've got narrativist games which are focused around the narrative. Such as Uh Fiasco. Yes. Fiasco is I think pure narrativist in that your actions have very like the there is no gamist element to it. There's Mm -hmm. no puzzle or challenge, and which brings us on to the next one, which I think sit between narrative and simulationist, which are challenging games. So, if you look at original Dungeons and Dragons, and then every edition of Dungeons and Dragons after that, slightly less so, is you have the idea that this is a puzzle which you are trying to solve with your equipment. Yes, Uh, and I think that also goes well into things like investigative games, like East terrorists. East terrorists is a the, the GM writes a puzzle and the players solve it by looking for the clues. Yeah. And then you've got a simulationist. Like um BRP, like GURPS, basically anything with a D one hundred. where the idea is to not push the story in a particular way with the core set. Like there, there may be some core rules in the size, so like the rules for um oh, what was it? Bonds in Delta Green? Yeah. That was really clever. That was really,
1: good. really interesting. Um like just 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 quickly on that. Yeah, yeah. The best the best thing about the bonds of Delta Green. Can you
0: explain what they are for the listener because I probably don't know?
1: Um so the bonds are how you can regain sanity. Mm. Um they're things like your your mother, your son. Yeah. Um things your, like that. Your adventuring group. But as you go on, you start getting you you start accruing a new bond, <laughs> which is Delta Green. <laughs> yeah. Which is just such a wonderful thing, whereby you start losing your old bonds. Mm. And then the only thing that that lets you run as a human Mm. Is the thing you're doing It's a really lovely way of telling it, the story it, It's beautiful
0: But if, if, if we look at the core ideas Behind BRP and behind GURPS um, You end up in a simulationist idea Which is it's just like Well this person has this much chance of doing this thing yep. And you can do anything Within these worlds Except you, ha- you you have a certain chance of doing them Some things you have a 0% chance of doing like You can never just fly uh, you can't just concentrate and fly unless you have some sort of access to magic or what have you. Um, but I think those those for me are the three sort of games that I can like the genres of role playing games. And, can you think and of any others?
1: Not off the top of my head, but there is again that that merging where you have oh for sure s- that you know you know the, the halfway houses between simulationist and Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that. So,
0: like, uh, so, uh, uh, thirteenth age is a cross between, um, I suppose, challenge and yep. um, narrative. Narrative, because because you've got like every fight in D anD D is a puzzle. Yeah. Um, if if you're running out of the book, every fight in that sort of D twenty style of thing is like, well, how are we going to overcome this enemy defenses? How are we going to move around? How are we going to protect ourselves? how are we going to use our strengths and minimise our weaknesses that's kind of the fun of D&D when it's played properly in that way Um, I myself just use Theatre of the mind, completely fuck any map out the window don't care for it and we just talk about nonsense for a while yeah which is fine but that's really fun and 13th Age as written has that built in and then you also have the what's your one unique thing, what are your icon relationship roles Um, how are your magic items perverting your brain and there's a great deal of fun to be having those things coming together um, I'm actually quite excited. I think I, I haven't thought about it in this way before, and I'm interested to see if there's more out there. Uh, listen if you can think of any more that aren't that don't fit into those three categories, I'm sure there are some. There has um, to be. I just happen like the microphone is the opposite direction away from my RPG shelf, so I can't. Look
1: <laughs>
0: at it. Um, I think so also we, like I, I think there's probably like there's more to be done with a narrativist. I think that's a really uh, limiting term. I think we can play with that a bit more.
1: Yeah so which which one of those three categories is your favourite to play?
0: Um I like taking a challenge game and then making it narrativist.
1: So you're at the halfway house between narrativist yeah. and challenging.
0: Uh yeah, I think I think that's my so like your thirteenth ages, you're um the way I run D D. Um, and then I think definitely more towards the narrative end, so like if we look at things oh fuck, like I'm like Unbound, I'm that game we wrote. Mm-hmm. That's both in that it's like it's fairly tight combat, but then also it's incredibly vague how that combat actually works. Yes. Go on. Uh, how um, about you?
1: So my my favourite is is simulationist going towards narrative. Yeah. Like like Delta Green. Mm. Um I'd even put unknown armies in that category.
0: Okay, I guess it is now, isn't it? Yeah. Also, oh, um, I guess, I guess like, like definitely the previous edition. This one's been yeah a bit more story gamey, but it's still pretty yeah yeah. But it's still in that yeah in that gap
1: in that gap in the triangle. It's
0: still D one hundred, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and those games really really sing for me. I really I love one of the things I really like in RPGs is limitations. Yes, and I know that sounds really strange yeah, when well, you're talking uh, about they,
0: they breed creativity.
1: Exactly, yeah. and having a 20 percent in something mm. informs character really well
0: yeah and like why do you only have 20 percent? exactly Is it important to you? are you trying like do you not care about it and, and you get
1: those those there. sort of um like sports victory style wins yeah. when you roll well which you don't get in other types of game
0: yes that makes sense um, like, and i realize
1: it's random chance and everything but, yeah, but you're like, the person but you're the person who's made the statistics
0: the reason like the reason why we have rules in games is to have the sort of, oh are we going to make it and yeah. the, and kind of kind of in a way the more numbers you have the more the more ability you have to like have edge cases where it gets really exciting mm-hmm. and that's really cool and I really like that, and that's something which, like, I think in a lot of my work, I don't have those edge cases. I'm more interested in having a like immediate excitement. Yeah, um, and that's that's fine. But tension. for me, yeah.
1: for me, I need those delta greens, those unknown armies.
0: Yeah, the like, uh, like everything is out to get you, and we go, and but we might just make it.
1: Yeah, and I and I, 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 I have this wonderful feeling every time I play one of those games when I do make it, or I do make it a little bit longer than last time, as yeah. it were.
0: Yeah, there's almost like a roguelike experience to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, would you like a question from Reddit?
1: I'd love one. Wadelvy
0: says, I have found choosing what RPG class I am to be intensely motivational. What class are you guys? He's ended, sorry, they've ended with an interrobang.
1: Oh my um so what most class are you guys? most noble and terrifying of the punctuation. of the
0: punctuation i i think it's i think it's a filthy half blood and I've no time for it
1: fily <laughs> mad bloods
0: what r p g class are you chris and um i'm gonna say we're allowed some um because what we are is experts in doing these things. Um, <laughs> We're commoners. We are, we are commoners, NPC classes. We are maybe artisans if you view writing role-playing games and making podcasts as an art, which I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a bit boring, and I think that we should actually try and think... Like, I'm, I'm going to give us a bit of creative wiggle room, and I also think we should answer for each other.
1: Okay. What, what am I, then?
0: Um, I'll ask you the question.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm.
0: So like we can be magic if you want, you know, we don't have to take that
1: away. Yeah, us. I think I think you're you're very much in sorcerer territory.
0: Hmm. Is that because of my insistence on wearing belts and no other clothing?
1: <laughs> that and the that and the hooded capes, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: uh, I like dressing like a sorcerer. Right. I always enjoyed that. Like skirts, capes, occult imagery.
1: But also I think you do very well with mage hand.
0: Thank you very much. You know you know, I think I would. I think I and get some creative resources for that.
1: Exactly, and the 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 can trips.
0: Yeah, and um, I've got a question for you, though, Chris. And mm-hmm. there's a right and a wrong answer for this: dragon blooded or fey blooded? fey blooded. Oh.
1: You're not dragon blooded.
0: Oh, but I don't want wild magic. It's daft.
1: Yep, you get wild I magic. Am, I
0: am fae blooded. Yeah, fae blooded. <laughs> Fail blooded. Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> 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 he doesn't look a shit.
1: No, you're Feyblooded. I don't care what you think.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Okay, Feyblood sword. I'll go for that. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Um, I'm thinking wizard for you, honestly. Really? Well, because you are very. You read a lot. Mm-hmm. You like, and you said in, in an earlier episode, you really have a um, a. You feel a kinship for a class which has to have a sit down and a little read after it does its so. <laughs> thing for eight hours. For eight hours. Yeah. Um, you enjoy solitude. Mm-hmm. You enjoy standing at the back of things. I do.
1: Uh,
0: you don't wear a lot of robes. No. Um, but you are. You are. You've got a self-imposed exile from mainstream society.
1: <laughs> Some would say misanthropic.
0: <laughs> yes, which I think was as. I think maybe warlocks, but you wouldn't be devoted enough to the idea of someone else. No. To to sign up. And warlocks—they're a bit edgy and tryhard. So I think definitely a wizard, and I'm probably going to go for um, probably divination.
1: See, I like the concept of divination. I think that's mm. my favourite school. Just oh, that's being, a class. Being
0: really sure about things before you do them—wouldn't that be nice? Maybe so sure about things. Maybe, maybe if you're unsure about things, you just never do them ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe maybe with the spells I could just nudge things one way or the other. Yeah.
0: Wouldn't yeah. that be nice? I think I think that I think and and also like I think in some way that we're talking about our characters on the podcast as well because we're not quite like this in real life. No, but, um, but I think I think yeah I, I'll, I'll I'll give you wizard.
1: I'll take I'll take wizard. The other one I would have accepted was ranger
0: because you live in the woods and what your dog.
1: But also like I I know a lot about plants. That's true.
0: Yeah, your mum is a and witch. A,
1: yeah. And I know a lot about like I, like when I'm out I can track animals.
0: Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like I can that's something
1: I can do. I'm not very good at it. But you but you've probably but got a ranger. Yeah, a bit of multi classing.
0: Plus, I, plus I've seen you fight with two weapons.
1: Yes. Yeah, and terrifying, you own that panther. It? <laughs> well, Chocolate Labrador. Chocolate,
0: a smaller than usual chocolate lab.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who's so cute? Can I hit me? I will hit you. I will hit you with a question. Huey Tonto asks yeah, Can an Albert.
0: I, 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 I want to know, sorry, Huey Tonto just delivered a deluge of questions last week.
1: Yeah, and we're going to. We're, gonna, we're, 30. we're, we're, gonna we're breaking out. them up into pieces.
0: Yeah, eating out of these for years. Okay, sorry, ask the question.
1: Can an owlbear ever have slash wear too much jewellery? Also, what would you get an owlbear for Christmas?
0: I would love to see an owlbear wearing so much jewellery that it can't move properly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, imagining, I'm imagining, like, a sultan's owlbear pet. Oh, that would be lovely. Gone through Arishmael, and Arishmael. Rrr, jangle, 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 jangle. comes yeah. through and sort of collapses. We have weighed him down with gold, so he may not do us harm.
1: He cannot escape from us.
0: He is a powerful allegory for my allies. <laughs> 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 mustache, mustache, mustache. Um, or,
1: or the rapper version.
0: Oh, like a bling Albert.
1: Bling Albert. Two two big crucifixes on on it's the chest. Got,
0: it's just it's got a giant golden arm that it's ripped off. <laughs> <or on the> <laughs> <chest>. <laughs>
1: Studded beak.
0: I, oh, that would be great, like a grill.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: I think I think an Albert can't have too much jewelry, but also Alberts don't really understand what jewelry is. They don't hoard stuff.
1: Yeah, that's true. So you Unless just, it's limbs.
0: Yeah, they do hoard limbs. Uh, I think that they'd have to. I think that any any, any jewelry you find on an Albert is um, random loot. A bit like it. A bit like sometimes horses have amethysts on them well, <laughs> in them in Skyrim. Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> you kill one and oh look it's got a painting. Where
0: where is that amethyst kept on the horse, Chris? In the navel. Oh I guess they must have navels. I've never thought about horse navels.
1: One would think they do.
0: Nice, okay.
1: They are not born from egg.
0: Um <laughs> They are not conjured from the soft earth like an orc <laughs> I think and also like I think what do you get an Albert Christmas? I mean, there's arms. Obviously, it always wants arms. I'll be honest with you. I think the pl- like, as far as arms go for, for owls, the pleasure is very much in in, in the unwrapping or the ripping. <laughs> yes. I think it's more into ripping than it is into arms.
1: Maybe some cuttlefish bones? Oh, for
0: sharpening its beak. Yeah. A mirror?
1: A big mirror.
0: Well, actually, come on, let's think of this. What do owls and bears like?
1: So bears like honey.
0: Bears, they love honey. They love picnic baskets.
1: And owls love rabbits.
0: And they love bins.
1: So a honey rabbit in a bin.
0: Just a load of rabbits all honeyed up in a bin.
1: That, that's what an owlbear will want. I think anyone will want Obviously big. Scale that up.
0: <laughs> I think it's just like a normal size bin. Because we're dealing with a normal size bear here. But you'd need but, a very uh, owl bears large rabbit. Owlbears are huge. You'd need, aren't, they, aren't they bear sized?
1: I thought they were bigger than bears.
0: Oh, okay. Well, maybe you just get very big rabbits in a, in like one of those biffer bins.
1: Yeah, <laughs> what, the, 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 the kind of the drop-top ones, double-wide.
0: Yeah, the, yeah. those real luxe bins with the
1: hydraulics. <laughs> Dumpster.
0: <laughs> Ice out the wazoo. Uh, heated seats.
1: Yeah. Um, a, a Chevrolet bin.
0: Yeah, Chevrolet, yeah. Um, and you uh, you push a button on the side, and the There's top comes down. There's some like, fat beats. You know those, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comes out, and then you just—so you're sick. Yeah, it was not a good noise. Um, and then inside, you know those rabbits from Teletubbies, the big ones. Yeah, those just lousy with honey. Oh, just just greasy. stuck
1: to the inside of the bins. It's dry. <laughs> it's dried slightly while under the tree.
0: Yeah, the rabbits are not into it. <laughs> I want to say they're all alive. I'm not killing the rabbits. They can breathe in there. They can also probably eat the honey.
1: Yeah. But, so they're, um, they're gonna taste of honey when the owlbear gets in the bin. Yeah,
0: the owlbear is not gonna leave them alive though. <laughs> no. That's gonna be that's gonna be a, like I ideally I want the bin big enough to close as the owlbear gets in so it just sort of rattles back and forth and we, <laughs> don't, <laughs> bang, bang, we don't bang, bang, bang. have to see what happens. because oh. <laughs> so he just goes hog wild on them bunnies.
1: Oh, it's a Christmas atrocity. <sighs> Good lord. Hit me hit me with some of that some of that Reddit juice. Yeah,
0: sure, sure, sure. Um, Need help considering riddles for my party by looplop, looplop <laughs> or looplop.
1: Loop. I like looplop.
0: Looplop. Um, a terrible name. Looplop. Ask the question. I think. I think like that isn't a question. What they've asked there? No. It's, uh, it's not. It's more just need help considering riddles for my party. Chris, do you have any great riddles that could be useful in a in a, a role playing sitch?
1: I don't because riddles are always annoying as shit.
0: That's very true, Chris. I hate riddles.
1: Aren't riddles the worst? What walks on two legs in the morning? I
0: shoot it. Fuck off. I shoot it. I fill the room full of concrete. Chris and I, I, I plug its
1: lungs with sand.
0: Chris and I put a riddle in a game once that we wrote. It was live action nightmare. The kids show we did. We did this in our first year of uni. Uh, back when we had ambition. No, we, actually, we still got ambition. We just had um, misplaced ambition. <laughs> That's yes,
1: and a room to do it in.
0: And a room to do it in. Um, and a, a university, so- gaming society of rubes to do it with us.
1: <laughs> who we were more than willing to fall into um, and
0: we We had a character who turned up in a large green coat um, with his hand in his pocket. And he was like, I've got a riddle for you, my boy. I'm going to cut you. True or false? And if they guess true it was correct and he stabbed them and he guessed false it was a punishment it, it, they guessed wrong and as punishment he stabbed them
1: <laughs> it was a fairly cunning riddle
0: it was pretty good
1: <laughs> like that is the extent of our riddle use because riddles will always make your game worse
0: didn't we also have um my first is in pie but not in radiator my yes. second is in pie but not and it went on and it was I am a pie and the drawing of a pie what am I <laughs>
1: And it takes people two minutes to work in it we out. just we just hate riddles, I so think one of the things about never role makes playing sense. games one of the things about role playing games is yeah. it's tone, pace, mm. and all of these wonderful things that we've talked about before where you want the game to roll and then the next cool thing to happen and the next cool thing to happen, and then you get a riddle, and everybody stops and has a good think
0: yeah why well, see, it's not everyone is it it's just no that it's one, one person. Who can do them, mm. Can I talk
1: briefly about
0: escape rooms?
1: You can, because you had recent experience.
0: Yeah, so I, I recently uh, went to the escape rooms for the London College of the Communications. They have a games uh, department there, and sometimes I go out and help. I do, I, I've, I've done lectures and some mentoring there. I'm going to be a mentor next year, which is exciting, to a, uh, to a MA student. God forbid whoever gets me but we'll see how it goes <laughs> and um, they also do, so like the, part of their game design course is they do escape rooms every year and I, I advised last year and I played some this year and uh, I will say they had really good setups, really good fictions for the escape room in that in one we were deep diving into a scientist's mind to try and extract the cure for a for a worldwide epidemic and in the second one um, we were, we were dimension hopping scientists who had who had try Who had uh, versions of us from a previous dimension had intentionally tried to trap us in this room. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> you we had, guys is assholes. So
0: we had to try and get all... like or like we'd left clues for ourselves without having to write down precisely what it was because that would be caught. Right. And both of those were really good. And I've done some escape rooms, and it was like uh, there's a hacker in here, and the hacker has um, oh wait. You can't go in here. You'll be caught you'll be caught red handed. You have to try and get out of this place by analysing the hacker's clues to his password. And the cla- the hacker is apparently a big asshole who can't remember anything.
1: <laughs> this is just a post-it note on the screen. I right? have a I have a
0: Chrome plugin. For remembering my passwords, this guy had twenty different puzzles. <laughs> it's like no No wonder he, he had he had a clue hidden in a cake no one does that and the second the second you walk in it's just like it's just no that isn't what it that isn't what it's like i don't care what you're doing that doesn't make any sense
1: the only time you'd ever hide anything in a cake is when you're breaking somebody out of prison
0: or it's an erotic dancer
1: that's true but then never bake the cake
0: yeah that's true i th- i think like i think at that point the cake is a joke
1: yes it is a joke cake
0: yeah um we had that in Paranoia and it was just a killbot and a cake. We had that in the live paranoia game I ran, which you didn't come to. Yep. Because you were too sleepy.
1: Too sleepy was, and also paranoia.
0: Every, everyone's hey. Everyone, everyone <laughs> sang happy birthday to you and then a killbot arrived and just fired a nerf gun point blank into the audience until it was until it was rendered unconscious. It's great. Good. Um, I just I just think escape rooms are fucking daft primarily. As, I quite enjoy it. As them. to the why, I don't mind the idea yeah. of solving puzzles. That's really cool and like the ones I played yesterday were brilliant. Like they had some really cool puzzles in there like uh, one like it had it had this is the key to the briefcase uh, a atti- like attached to a key and there was no keyhole in the briefcase and we had to wave the key for the for the combination lock.
1: That's very clever. That's
0: really nice. That's a really clever way of having different things going on. Sorry, Carol, what you saying?
1: The 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 um, escape rooms that I uh, I've done have all been World War II themed.
0: So what's the, what's the fiction around that? Why so why are you trapped in the room?
1: In the first one, we were POWs, right? Uh, who had who had escaped from yeah. our bunk and gotten into the officers officers area, right? And then we had to escape, but also there were clues that we could get out.
0: So you had to escape, like by disguising yourself as officers. Yeah. So we
1: know? had to disguise ourselves as officers, but also get out of the room. Cause,
0: right, okay, because you were trapped in there. Because we were trapped in there. Okay, and the officers had, had uh, as of course, as officers want to do, locked their, uh, their yeah, their officers' mess behind four different puzzles.
1: Yeah, the fiction mm. was bobbins, but That's it the was the
0: fiction is bobbins. Yeah, it's really but hard the, to get into it.
1: The puzzle was entertaining.
0: I, you know, puzzles are great, but I think uh, puzzles don't make a meal. No, you need something there because a what... riddle's barely an aperitif. Every every um, escape room is a short form one shot LARP. Yeah. Which you go into and there is the understanding that you are actually the people doing this thing. And like you like it's 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 very low barrier to entry, but you have to have something to dress up around that. And I think riddles for me, to go back to the role playing advice section, fall into that same fuck you category. Because yeah. it's just like Ah, the wizard protected his treasures with this riddle. When he's a fucking door or a big I, box or a I can doop.
1: understand a keyword. Keywords make sense, yeah. But not not a full riddle.
0: We have locks,
1: yeah,
0: In-game. really complicated ones. Good locks,
1: traps, force wall.
0: Traps, I don't like very much either. To be honest, I don't think
1: I. No, but them. they're be- they are better than a riddle.
0: Yeah, just yeah, force wall. Like most most modern vaults don't use traps, and there's a reason for that.
1: Yeah, you'd kill the bank employees. Yes,
0: precisely. I think, I think, I think we discussed this back. I think in episode two, uh, <laughs> where if you if you've got a dungeon full of goblins, they're going to set off all the traps and die because they're idiots.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or skeletons. And you also, they're just going right to blunder right into them. You don't have a bank vault where you need to be Frodo Baggins to get in.
0: No, no, that's very that's very true.
1: Okay, back into Huey Tonto's screed, screed. And this is a chain of questions, so I'm going to kind of ask them in sequence. Okay. What monsters are better with no movement capabilities?
0: Um, beholders.
1: Oh, big big rolly beholders.
0: No, they don't have any movement capabilities whatsoever. They're just on the no, length.
1: No, no, but if <laughs> if, if somebody were to put there. one on an incline, it would move.
0: I thought <laughs> that. You just get you get them collapsing in indentations or divots in the ground. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that's a trap sorry that's an amazing trap somebody has taken stolen the the movement capabilities of a beholder and just put it face up in a pit oh my days there's I mean, no there's no floor over it he just, he just, it's not oh. like a pit trap oh what's in that pit <laughs> it's just, oh it's colours and death
0: <laughs>
1: ghosts <laughs> Ooh, come over here. Actually, we are Mummies. <laughs> what are you going to do? Not much. Ooh. <laughs> get in my sarcophagus and I'll <laughs> savage you.
0: Vampires. So <laughs> <laughs> imagining a very small debonair vampire that just can't get
1: up. <laughs> well, it's been ten years. <laughs>
0: and not like not like he's in a wheelchair or he's disabled or whatever he just he just doesn't move that's just not a thing that vampires can do once you get bitten that's you
1: come closer
0: come closer no no closer I can only speak very quietly
1: step over the other vampires that I have made can you (laughs) don't look at them I want your blood
0: please move some of them out of the way we are all in dire need of showers (laughs)
1: It's getting very noisy in here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is everyone talking in that voice? Whoa, whoa! No, listen whoa. to me. Oh, no, listen to me over here. I'm a cute vampire. I was a child of vampire when I was. I demand
1: big. your blood.
0: <laughs> we should go to a different room. We should. We should not go to this room. This is a bad room.
1: <laughs> Let's go the other way. Ah, oh, behold a trap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus. That the point, vampires or beholders? At that point, you sort of pick up the beholder and use it as a gun. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Chris, wait. <laughs> the oh. beholder
1: cannon. Launch them out of catapults over, over walls during sieges.
0: At that point, I probably want ones that can move.
1: No, no, because just all it does is it just spirals through the air, firing off every laser <laughs> it's got.
0: So like, you, you sort of put a rough um, sabo made of packing material around like hay and set cloth. Yeah, enough to uh, enough to take and like and like enough to take the brunt of the explosive, and you punk fire them, <laughs> fire yeah, them fire at high the angles, and they spiral like, like like a disco ball of death. <laughs>
1: While well, some rush plays in the background for the laser show,
0: that happens automatically. It's either Rush or Jean-Michel Jean Michel <laughs> Jarre. I I would really like to like t- t- to get the idea of a beholder that I have kind of a beholder lantern. So I've got like
1: oh, like a bullseye lantern where you so, can just focus the.
0: So, like, I want you to imagine I've got like a big lantern on this. So it would have to be they have to be wielded by like ogres or something, or maybe like yeah. a really big half orc, big orc. And you've got the beholder in like a uh, Moroccan style lantern on the front because I think those are cool. I-, I like the style. They're lovely, and you have a series of triggers at the back, which like. You pull the trigger and it goes, shunk, and it opens the little bronze thing on the top, and that eye stalk opens, and it starts just spasmodically firing around, <laughs> and then you shunk, close it down again. And then if you if, if you've got a wizard, you um, you cock it, shunk, shunk, and then while it's back, you open the main eye, which is an anti anti magic field.
1: See, I see. I'm going to re-answer a question we answered in an earlier podcast. What's that? Best familiar, <coughs> baby. <laughs> Baby Beholder, <laughs> baby Beholder, the Toad Grenade has nothing on the Beholder Grenade. Oh my
0: day. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you could grasp it. this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Don't worry, I've got magic armor, mate. What you've got is a dress.
1: <laughs> what you've got is butter compared to what these things can throw up. Imagine
0: oh a little baby Beholder.
1: It's, it's like throwing an angle grinder at a paladin. <laughs> you,
0: know right, the the Amish, next... you know the Amish can't use power tools?
1: Yeah. The
0: thing is, they can't use electricity, so like they use. They convert power tools to run on non electrical power.
1: That's genius.
0: So it's brilliant in that you could actually have a throwable angle grinder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so do, to carry on question, with this question.
1: question what are the best monsters with no movement? Hmm.
0: Harder question. Less fun. Very much harder question. I'm trying to think of any monsters with no movement. You've got, um, sporas.
1: Uh, ropers.
0: Ropers. Um. Because they're stalactites. Screaming mushrooms. Yep. Um, does fall encounters movement?
1: Only if they jump.
0: The ceiling that kills you? Good. Forget the name of it. Um, the wall slime? Or also sorry, there's the wall slime that absorbs you, and the floor that kills you.
1: <laughs> the dungeon that is.
0: Yes, the dungeon, that a living dungeon, but not in the fun 13th age way. Yeah. Uh, I don't really like. Oh, and there's also the uh, the wolf in sheep's clothing.
1: Oh yes, classic. Which, which looks like a stump. that's like a stump
0: with a bunny on it, and it's got. To, 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 to... <laughs> This is high caliber bullshit.
1: The best part is that there's no wolf nor sheep involved.
0: No, not at all. No, uh, it's like it was clearly invented on a whim to punish someone. Yeah, oh, it let's was. Make it that was canonical, shall we?
1: Specifically targeted to one player's character.
0: There is a fourth ed monster, which is a big evil moon.
1: That's so spooky. Yeah, like Zelda.
0: It doesn't have a face. Oh, it's just malevolent. <laughs>
1: I'm just going to be really evil and like, above I, I, sorry, you. Sorry,
0: I say like big evil moon. As far as moons go, very small because you can fit it on a battle map. But you can oh only my. just fit it on a battle map.
1: What does it do? Gravity. It does gravity.
0: It does gravity damage and I think it rolls over you.
1: That's going <laughs> to... <laughs> See, now that would be an interesting battle battlefield if that thing is just rolling like in straight lines until it hits stuff. And then... <laughs> Doing a ninety degree turn and rolling again. Yes. Meanwhile, you fight something interesting.
0: But that had, that 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 explicitly has a movement. Oh, okay. I think it's kind of interesting to fight a giant evil moon, Christopher. Yeah. All right. I think you've become jaded in your old age.
1: I think I have. Mm. I think. I think. I overall, only
0: fight vampire piles.
1: The best monsters with no movement are mm. round ones.
0: Round ones.
1: Because then they can roll, and that yes. makes them silly.
0: So they can be pushed around. Yeah, I don't think there's any good monsters with no movement. I'm going to say it. I can't think of any that I give a shit about. No. None of them, like none of them, are interesting enough or scary enough or make any sense. Like generally, living things can move. There's very yeah, I mean, few things like, that can't and still do the whole. There's plants, I guess.
1: What about sphinxes and caryatid columns? The kind of masonry oh, end yeah, of they the monsters. They still move though, don't they? Oh, yeah, they do.
0: Um, I guess like um. Possessed
1: trees? Evil trees? Evil trees. <laughs> how uh, how, how um, does
0: a tree do evil? <laughs> I don't donate any money to charity. In fact, I steal from charities. <laughs> I don't know how.
1: I've got a stash of those little plastic boxes you find in pubs. <laughs> um, My there's also have grown the,
0: into a moustache.
1: There's also the brand of monsters that can't move very much. Go on. Like dryads who are bound to a tree.
0: Mm, Gelatinous cubes, which are very slow. Yeah. Um, Your puddings. Your Your, your
1: puddings, your oozes. Yeah, your moulds, as we've said.
0: Yeah, your moulds. Those also suck. Dryads (laughs) are cool. Dryads are are alright. I'll take a dryad. Um, No, I fought one actually. That could be fun. Nor have I ever used one in a game.
1: Not putting one in your D&D game, there you are. Right Solve next week's game for you.
0: Brilliant. Well, I've got an orc invasion coming to break up a vampire wedding, but <laughs> maybe there's well, a dryad there as well.
1: One of the gifts was a tree.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, actually, I've already got bonsai landscapes, so I might put in them. Um, Very small dryad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the best monsters with no movement are beholders with no movement.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's beholders.
0: Uh, and the final question Huey asks is...
1: is what monsters would be better with movement?
0: Well, anything we just described. Imagine a black pudding with a pair of really delicious legs.
1: Maybe <laughs> really a like... beholder with legs. Really... <laughs> then you wouldn't have to roll.
0: <laughs> a beholder. And it's got like Jason Momoa grade thighs.
1: Yeah, just, just mighty hues. Quick question. thews
0: Quick question. Mm-hmm. Does it then have an ass?
1: Yes. A real tight butt.
0: So, so it, so it just—it's got very muscular legs all the way up to just below the belly button, where it's a beholder. Yeah, I like that a great deal, Christopher.
1: <laughs> well, you see, then you wouldn't have that awkward moment when it opens its anti-magic field eye and, and it can't fly and rushes to the ground. <laughs> which is an, which is an oversight in the, in the D&D manual.
0: Do you think they just go very low to the ground or something, or like they just sort of flicker it?
1: Uh, maybe they flicker it. Mm.
0: Um, we've also looking at like ropers with long Jason Momoa style legs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be all of your all of your things?
0: Uh, okay, well maybe maybe we've got a, a, a gelatinous cube with eight fish fishnets tighted beautiful legs and heels tottering about because as far as you're aware, there's an invisible. I want to say topless chorus line if you know what I mean because <laughs> it's just the legs if there's any, if there's nothing floating in the in the gelatinous cube, like, oh what's going on here and then your top half dissolves
1: <laughs> or a gelatinous cube with a single slug foot
0: that's, that's a sounding move anyway isn't it
1: yeah but this time it's visible I, yeah. So it's just the bottom half of a slug uh, moving along the corridor. I think, you. I think.
0: I think. A better question is: what monsters would be better with Jason Momoa's legs on? And we've answered that.
1: Or a chorus line.
0: Or a, cor- a full chorus line. <laughs> just imagine, like, just imagine the beholders skitching around on heels.
1: No, roller skates. <gasps>
0: oh, they can get leg warmers as well.
1: Like fifties diner Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's interesting because because at that point like they're going faster but they can't stop quickly can they'd be, they?
1: They'd be even faster going down hills. <laughs> <laughs> That's at, the that best point, part.
0: at that point, at that point, because bo- I'm I'm figuring they don't have great control over because they don't have an upper body so they can't really like use that to balance themselves. No. Every battle with a beholder becomes a bit like naval warfare. <laughs> In the not common not not like current cross naval the T. But yeah like you, you have to try and get a broadside off with the eyes across the front. <laughs> that <thing.
1: laughs> would no, just roll for random movement with a scatter dice every turn.
0: Oh I figure I figure like you'd do it at the start of the turn. And then, like, or, or like, 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 it would, like, they can, t- they, they, can choose which, which angle they turn in, but their okay. movement carries on. They can choose to speed up, slow down, turn left, turn right. They have a number of command points they can spend, <laughs> like Battlefleet
1: Gothic. <laughs> that sounds solid. That's
0: our nice game, buddy.
1: that is, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Roller beholder. Roll-
0: you see that right there is Kickstarter gold goal. I don't care what the game is. And under- it's <laughs> roller beholder.
1: It's roller derby, but with beholders—some with legs, some with roller skates, some without.
0: Imagine the names we could come up with for the for, 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 the, for, for the teams. And for- mm-hmm. Chris, no one's done blood Bowl but roller derby. Tm 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 tm. Yeah, okay. Um, we call it we call it um, dungeon derby. Oh, that's so good. And we set oh so we have team Oh. Alright. Now I think there's one. It's currently the seventeenth of November.
1: There's one there's one We've problem, just had with that this, idea.
0: Chris. Yeah, there's one problem with this idea, Chris. I don't know what the rules are to roll the derby.
1: I think it involves Google going around it.
0: I think like one team goes around in a circle, and the mm-hmm. other team stops the and the other team stops them from going
1: around in a circle? Maybe maybe it's laps. Maybe it's like you have it's to do lap. ten yeah, laps. Yeah, yeah, I
0: think like I think like, and the more laps you do, the more points you get, and then you change okay, sides. Yeah. And so, and and like, and like you have big beefy people who are there to sort of block people and get in the way. You have people who can sort of chase up with each other and catch them or uh, like in, 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 inter, interpose themselves. But it's fairly like, te- like it's fairly tense. I think like it's a bit like, from what I can tell, it's the exciting bit of football, like American football, but not the goals. Yeah, on roller skates because why the fuck not?
1: Yeah, it's genius. We're going to make millions. Dungeon
0: Derby, eh? Hmm. Okay, thank you, rollers very much. Rollers and Dragons. Rollers and Dragons.
1: Mm hmm. Oh, I don't like rollers. <laughs> that does sound like it's going to be just... a little bit more blue rinse. Yeah, it just sounds like a
0: dragon's <laughs> got a roller's in for a perm.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is another another wonderful story. The last call of the summer elf wine. <laughs> Sorry, the, the last of the summer elven wine is the thing. You just, yeah. Um,. We love you very much. We're going to go now. We've we've we've, oh. we've put we've put the world to rights, I think this episode.
1: They've it's been an old one. It, it's it started, interestingly. It did, didn't it? Um, and it ended at Dungeons and Roller Derby.
0: I really hope we can like. I maybe I should watch one game before I a man arrive and solve Roller Derby. <laughs> yes. Maybe maybe, yeah. well, or maybe maybe we could let someone else have that idea. And we Maybe and, we could
1: tell that idea to somebody we like.
0: Yeah, maybe someone who listens to this podcast. Maybe it just happened. Maybe it just did. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you like what you just heard, you can come along to patreon.com forward slash Dice friends and give us some money. Uh, if you give us some money, that means that we get to keep doing this, which is really exciting. Um we're we're earning an already significant amount. It's really wonderful to see how much support you've given us. So thank you all for that. Um, I, don't, I don't have we got have we got a, a stretch goal coming up?
1: I'm think, not sure, but I, I mean the important get, um, thing is yeah. that they get access to the Discord.
0: Yes, the Discord at present, which is mainly pictures of one of the Discord members in a hot spring in Iceland <laughs> on their holidays.
1: <laughs> there was also a very large um, contingent of puns and baby hippos. Oh yeah, but it's baby hippo having
0: her teeth checked. Um, so we're currently twenty-five bucks off our next stretch goal, which is we're going to get some uh, some soundproofing equipment. Which yeah, is great because re- cool. my room is echoey as fuck. So yeah. I should like to make that happen. So if you like what we do, come along, chip in some money. We'd love that. Thank you very much. Um, if you're interested in asking us some questions, Discord is the best place to do it, I'm honest with you. However, you can also ask us questions at hdfpodcast on Twitter or friends at gmail.com. R 2 you can, you can send us in some emails and we, we will be more than happy to answer your questions. Um, if you want to play our games, we don't mention the games on here very much.
1: But no, but we make games. We make games. That's we, make primarily game. that's we do?
0: Primarily, what we do. If you go to rowanrookanddeckard.com that's Deckard with no okay, K. Um, that's our games website, and we need to update it with all of our games. We don't have all the, all the current ones on there. Um, all my yeah. one pages, um, but we've got lots of data about um, Spire, and uh, which is our which is our big sort of scary um, revolution dark Hells game. We've got lots. We've got most of my one pages on there, um, and also if somehow you listen to this podcast and didn't hear, Honey Heights was on Critical Role um which is a tr- which is a phenomenally po- phenomenally popular Twitch stream which is uh,
1: kind of a big deal.
0: Kind of a big deal where voice actors play um Dungeons and Dragons. Now unfortunately they set it in the same world as their Dungeons and Dragons campaign. So I don't understand what the fuck any of them are talking about.
1: Yeah, which is a problem.
0: <laughs> but they all they all they all do nice acting. They've got good faces and bears. Lovely bears. Lovely bears. I also like to put a shout out to um the last thing. So th- this this isn't something I'm doing. I was in the loading bar in Stratford, Secret Weapon, and on Tuesdays they have a have a role play session on there. It's 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 two fifty to get in. All money is given to charity, or profits are given to charity, basically. If they, if they ever earn anything over the higher fee for the bar. And they have ongoing campaigns which cycle every three months, but they also always have a one-shot table open. And I happened to learn about this I was playing Legend of Zelda, having a point. Uh, on my, I was playing playing on my Switch, and then this guy came up and was like, "Do you, do you want to play a role playing game?" I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to play a role playing game!" And walked round right the other side of the pub, which was full of people. I just got into a game of, of Everyone Is John, and it was lovely. Uh, so that's Tuesdays at the Loading Bar in Stratford. Uh, Secret Weapon, you come along. Probably, I think I'll be there. Maybe Chris might turn up occasionally. Might be nice. I might,
1: yeah. I might just do just that.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's 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 a lovely night, good crowd. Um, that's us. We love you, Chris. How much do you love them?
1: I love them. So much.
0: Can you spread your arms to show how much you love them?
1: I can. It's 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 this. Wow. Which it, I know. I realise you can't see. No, but no, I'm no. Wait. I, I,
0: I can. I can kind of hear it with your with your voice because it feels like you're angling your chin down a little bit.
1: Like, I am a little. Yeah. I'm really straining. Yeah. Um. I,
0: I don't believe that last bit.
1: <laughs> I'm really trying.
0: <laughs> I my arms hurt is what I mean to say.
1: <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I do love them though.
0: Yes, I love you uh, as much, not more or less, as much. Chris and I are perfectly matched in this. My love is a is a perhaps more intense, a a new, fresh, hot love, perhaps just a lust. And I'm I find myself devoted to you and thinking of you at all times. Whereas Chris is more laid back, deep, bone grade love. By which I mean bone deep. Not he's going to bone you. <laughs> <laughs> right that's us thank you very much for listening we love you it's been great I've been Grant he's been Chris see you next week
1: bye bye